Welcome, everybody, to your favorite day of the week. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined by Adam Modest. Adam, we made it. We're back. Well, we haven't made it. You're one week ahead. Of, I mean, we're exactly one week. Dude, basketball off. was played today. I don't like, don't make it Nancy <laughs> this. Like, come on, man. Basketball was played yesterday and it was played today. I am recording this with the Dodgers game going on, not playing in the background. I would never do that, David. But <laughs> We sports are kind of sort of back. Yeah, I'm like you really should, happy about it. it. You should you should have saved it for next week because then it's really oh, back. But you're, you're telling agree. me that I, I'm not going to like really buy into basketball. <laughs> no, I, I do. I, the funny I do thing agree. about words is you can use them again. <laughs> this was a really a really fun week and and in a lot of ways like a therapeutic week. You know, it it it, yes. it felt good to sort of have these these moments back. And you know, I've been thinking about this a lot since this hiatus. But it just reminds you of what role sports plays or can play in our life and just what a positive thing it is so um yeah i i'm just teasing you about jumping the gun but you're right we are back it was funny i i was having some issues because i thought that the games were going to be on on league pass and i was like cursing league pass under my breath and even that was like a return to normalcy it was great <laughs> it was awesome some things never change <laughs> uh today's show the way we're going to do this we're going to walk you guys through the four games that were played uh, Thursday throughout the day and into the evening uh, in the first segment. Second segment, we're going to talk about the expectations that we had heading into these scrimmages and how that has differed from what we have seen over the last couple of days. And then in the final segment, in the third segment here, we're going to bring back power rankings. We haven't done them in, in quite That's a right. while because quite frankly, there hasn't been anything to power rank. So we, <laughs> so we're going to power rank the bubble basketball, like the, the differences between bubble basketball and the NBA that we are, that we have grown accustomed to. So great show ahead of us. Let's start with the Milwaukee Bucks, just blitzkrieging yeah. the San Antonio Spurs Ooh, fancy. and good Lord. I mean, the poor Spurs now look, they're shorthanded. No, Marcus Aldridge. Uh, they are a lesser team anyway. But what did you notice? What stuck out to you from Milwaukee beating San Antonio? Well, it was also a scrimmage. So, I mean, there's a lot of different things you can, you can like little sort of caveats you could throw yeah. on this. Um, what I took away from this, and one of the things I've kind of taken away from all of the games this year is or so far in the, in the scrimmage is that the good players are really good and they just have such an advantage in that I don't, when you're a good player, I think it's easier to get back to peak form than a good team. And so mm -hmm. you saw the LeBrons, you saw the Luka Doncic's, you saw the uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo's and they just look dominant. And, and obviously tonight that's what, that's what Giannis looked like. It just looked like, Oh yeah, he's not going to have a hard time getting back into the swing of things. Yeah. It's basically with Milwaukee, it's basically can those shooters open up the game for Giannis to be able to return to Giannis. Yeah. And when they are, there's not really much you can do, <laughs> especially if you're San Antonio, a shorthanded San Antonio. Uh, the next game on the docket here was Indiana taking on Portland, the return of Yusuf Nurkic, your guy. This is the my guy. This was the story of the day for me, in my opinion. And it's one of the stories of the bubble so far. You know, I was thinking about this. How many players are returning from major injury here in the bubble? You know, like for a lot of it, it just seems like there's most of the teams are bringing the same guys back, maybe down a few. Some guys have exited for, for injury. But and then you have players like Victor Oladipo who had come back already a little bit, and then you know the hiatus, and now and, and now this. But with Nurkic, he wasn't going. You know, he was going to get healthy going into the playoffs, maybe. 
But having that four months and now he's back, Portland to me is a completely different team. More so than anybody else, they are a completely different team. And I find that so, – so I actually find them really interesting. What do you think? So it's tough. I agree with everything that you said there. They're just kind of on the outside looking in of the playoffs, and they have quite a bit that they would have to be able to do to make it to the playoffs. So while they're hugely interesting and, and while they are a completely different team, I, it's, it's hard for me to – not care isn't the right right word here to use, but it's hard for me to 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 think about them too critically, given all that would have to fall in their favor for them to squeak into the playoffs. See, to but me, that makes do, them more interesting because let's be honest, Anthony. A month ago, we talked about these seeding games, and in my head, I'm thinking like, okay, some you know teams vying for position and this or that. And it's like now that we're here, I think these play these eight games are going to be preseason for most teams i think most teams including mm-hmm. a team like the denver nuggets that i cover yep. including them who have something Frank Vogel literally said that said today that the lakers are treating them as 11 ramp up games so that's why i find portland even more intriguing because yes they're sort of have an uphill climb but every game's going to matter for them and i just kind of in my head i'm looking at this and i'm going okay portland's going to show up in do or die mode and teams like the lakers you know ha- actually not just the lakers half the teams in this in this bubble are going to show up to those seeding games like okay let's get a good workout in here let's get a good stretch let's get out of here healthy yeah and Nurkic tonight, by the way, I mean, Nurkic's a really good player. I mean, he's young. He's a really good player. 20 minutes, and he ends up going for 14 points, eight rebounds, and he goes on 6 of 10 shooting. Um, I, I'm intrigued. It was, a, it was a really good debut for him and return to action. He's my front runner, or one of my front runners, I should say, for story of the bubble. Hmm. I could go with that. I could roll with that. He's got a lot. I, he's got a lot going I, on. I really liked what he was capable of you know, obviously, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to be blunt here, but there was legitimate concern about what he was going to be able to do on his feet. And he looked very yeah. fluid out there, incredibly yeah. fluid. Some of the moves that he was making, jump stopping, pivoting, either way, whatever. He looked, he looked very fluid out there. I was, that's, and, and it's great to see too, because coming from that injury, man, there, there was legitimate was concern. Ugly, yeah. It's great to see a player like that return to form. I, we need to spend a second here on Indiana. I know that you don't love these teams, but Indiana to me is one of the more interesting ones. TJ Warren was on a tear prior to the, the, the sports being canceled for four months. But, um, you know, you look at him, another guy, Justin Holiday, who I'm very high on. Mm-hmm. Um, they just had a, they have a lot of players. Victor Oladipo got 19 minutes today. He didn't shoot the ball very well. They even started Jakar Sampson. You didn't have the Twin Towers in there, Sabonis and Turner. They didn't play tonight, and they still get the win in Portland. I know it's just preseason, but – um, I'm really Indiana is another one of those teams that I'm pretty intrigued by. Yeah, I, <laughs> somebody you asked only me, care no, about this... the teams that can win it no, all. You no, don't no, care no, about no, 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 no. I'm, I'm actually going to make a case for like all of these teams basically. And somebody asked me uh, about the Dodgers in baseball, and they said, you know, what would their basketball equivalent be? Would they be like the the KD Warriors? And I said, well, this baseball season is going to be so weird that it's impossible to really find that kind of a favorite. And I think you can kind of sort of say that about this, like the, there's going to be so much small sample size theater. It's going to be so weird. You just, yeah. it, there, there's going to be so much different about all of this as we're going to detail in the third segment here that I, I do find myself getting excited and interested in, in a team like Indiana that is actually going to make the playoffs. Yeah. 
All right, next game on the schedule here was Dallas taking on the Lakers. Uh, the Lakers only played Anthony Davis and LeBron James in the first half of this game. And while they were out there, even with uh, Seth Curry just going absolutely gangbusters from the field, I think Boban didn't miss a shot either. Uh, <laughs> the Lakers still looked, uh, you know, like a different class of team uh, between the two of them. And I think that all starts with LeBron looking just insanely yeah. jacked. Does he, does he look, I mean, I know this is a dumb question because these, these pre, these scrimmages, they're not even called preseason games. They're called scrimmages are, are so pointless, but LeBron definitely looks, I mean, he definitely stands out amongst everybody else, just moving in mid season form, looking in postseason form. Um, I mean, he is a little scary, even with the gray beard. I'm all in on the gray beard too, by the way. And <laughs> I'm not, I, you're not. All right. Well, well, I mean, I guess you're, you're pro Rogaine. Yeah. You're there Mr. You salt and pepper yourself. Like it's not. <laughs> yeah. Just for men. No, but, uh, but no, I, I would say it's funny. You mentioned, you know, how LeBron looks. And if you go on NBA.com right now, the picture from the recap of the Lakers and Mavericks game is Luca trying to stay in front of LeBron and LeBron just looks insane and poor luca looks like a child can we keep it 100 though that was the case before the hiatus that was oh yeah sure no matter what that's a mismatch um but no lebron i'm so curious because lebron if you think about it for 10 years had the exact same season you go through 82 games you get to the mm -hmm. playoffs and you ramp up and you go deep into the playoffs all the way to the finals that's that last year he didn't they didn't make the play mm -hmm. the, the playoffs this year, they clearly were headed for that, and then you have a hiatus. I'm so curious to see what LeBron looks like. Maybe he looks a lot better, as evidenced by the early returns on this. So uh, I'm really curious. But the other storyline to me out of this game, Seth Curry, 8 of 8, 6 for 6 from the three-point line. And it's brought up a couple of theories I've been seeing float around, namely that players are going to shoot better from behind the three-point line in this bubble. Better? People thought they were going to shoot better out there? So... If you think about it, there's a crowd behind you. The depth is weird. I don't know if you've ever shot on a, yeah, on a big arena really like weird. that. It's a little weird. Uh -huh. It takes a little getting used to. And then you have fans doing all their different things. Right now, you have a black background. A, like a, 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 It's solid. It's fixed. There's no mm -hmm. movement. I, I actually could see it. I'm buying this theory. You know, play, They always say, oh, he shoots a lot better in practice. So this is that. I have a feeling that, that across the league, you're going to have guys shooting just a little bit better. Hmm. It's but interesting. We'll prove this theory. I, I, the, the flip side of that theory is that like the rust factor is going to take a long time for them to get their legs under them. But you know, as evidenced by Seth Curry, who is all, albeit He's one of shooter. the best shooters from one of the greatest shooting families of all time, yeah. <laughs> uh, he he seemed to have handled it all right. The last game here is between Phoenix and Utah. Uh, Phoenix comes away with the win. Utah, uh, they they they've been one of the bummers of the season. Right, and that now they're playing oh. without uh, Bogdanovich, and and it's just I, I don't know how things are going to go for them out there. And you know, one of the things I really pay attention to are you know friends of ours who cover the team. And one of the things I found interesting was it was a return right away back to gosh, how how can why is it that Utah can't get stops? What's going on here? I mean, again, this is scrimmage, so I'm not going to read into to, to those types of things. They are a team that I think everybody has their eye on because they could break one of two ways. So um, they're a team that 
Wouldn't be surprised if they were really good. Wouldn't be surprised if they were really bad. But the thing that stood out to me is the minute distribution here. And Emmanuel Moutier, just seven minutes. I think a lot of people kind of looked at him as being a guy that moves up in the rotation. It almost looks like he moved back in the rotation. So maybe mm-hmm. that's just one game. It's a scrimmage. But that's the thing I have my eye on. They need they need some backcourt players off the bench. So I maybe they don't feel like he, he's the guy. Maybe. All right, let's take a quick second here. And when we come back, we are going to talk about, we're going to pick basically right back up from the conversation we just had about shooting and other aspects around around the sport that maybe we anticipated and maybe looks the same as we anticipated. Maybe some of those thoughts were were confirmed. Others were, were uh, pushed against by the basketball we've seen so far. So uh, take a quick second. We'll come back and talk about that. Because at least for me, I'm interested in your thoughts on these theories heading in, right? Obviously, you surprised me with with what you thought was going to be the case with shooters. And and I can kind of see it. I can understand like where that's coming from. Uh, But also, you had a whole bunch of guys throughout the league who we didn't know what kind of access to baskets that they had, right? And uh, you have a whole bunch of offenses that are very foundationally predicated on shooting and timing and all of that stuff so i thought that those offenses that you know are a little bit more intricate and and open up shooters were going to suffer a little bit here and i'm interested a if you roll with that theory and b whether you've seen uh it confirmed or denied just and, and again small sample sizes this is only all these teams have played one scrimmage uh, and, and, and for most of them, like they only tried for maybe a quarter or a half of it. So in so, my opinion, yeah, though, Anthony, this isn't a small sample size. It's a non-sample size. Like yeah, yeah, the Denver Nuggets fair. yesterday rolled out a lineup that featured three centers and two power. That's not going to be their starting lineup. That's not the... going to be their starting lineup. So you look at a game like that and you think you, you got know, John Hollinger to cuss. It was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> look, man, you know what? I was all for it. I mean, this is to me, what would you rather, if you're going to, watch a meaningless scrimmage would you rather watch the lakers like you watched or would you rather watch javelle mcgee dwight howard you know <laughs> add one more center in there a couple powerful you'd be like you know what yeah i'll watch javelle mcgee run point that's all i guess that's something I, all right i no i think i'd rather watch <laughs> no here's why though your centers because... aren't as interesting as denver's though let's be honest no that's it though that's it Jokic is like he's a, he's a point guard in the center's body yeah so there is somebody who actually makes that basketball entertaining. Otherwise, it's just a bunch of guys who can barely dribble by any NBA standards. Did you see Bull Bull, by the way? Did you see the highlights? I saw some of them. It's wild. It's crazy. It, it really is. I mean, <laughs> he does have that taco fallness to him where when he's on the court, you're just kind of like drawn to him because he's just so enormous, so long. I didn't realize this, but he has a nine foot eight standing reach. It's three and a half, I believe, three and a half inches higher than uh, Joel Embiid, who, I mean, we think about him as one of these guys, yeah. you know, five inches higher than Chris Tapp's Porzingis. I mean, he just, he's so long and you're kind of drawn to him. And I mean, I, yesterday was fun. I think the entire internet had fun with this. Oh, cool. Bull Bull is going to be a thing, but um, he's, he's so raw and everything else, but it was the perfect, honestly, it was the perfect thing to happen to get a look at him at this point in the bubble because 
I felt like it was a shot of adrenaline to the NBA where it was like, oh yeah, here we are. <laughs> like how the NBA comes back one day in and it's already hammered. <laughs> it's already drunk, completely drunk. It's been shot. The NBA has been shotgunning beers with Myers Leonard and Bull Bull starting at small forward. <laughs> the, the other thing too about Bull Bull is that he's, he, he not only is he insanely long, but he's also insanely skinny. So oh my, it makes yeah. it look even longer. So, yes. so he's just out there. He looks like Gumby. Yeah. And it's just, it was wild to see somebody built like that playing in an NBA game. He blocked three jump shots, which is, <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, you don't see it too often, but um, yeah. yeah, no. So it's fun. Like stuff like that. I think that's why I say this is a non-sample size. Cause this is more of a, like, you have preseason. That's not a sample size. This is like before preseason. This is like a scrimmage in training camp. So um, I'm not really taking away those types of things from it, but I am taking away just the general sort of look and feel and and just how this bubble is going so far. And and personally, I'm pleasantly surprised. Did you have any overarching kind of theories heading into this the way that I did, at least regarding shooting and and offensive systems and stuff like that did you have anything any kind of expectation in that manner with specifically with regard to shooting I don't think so I mean I think we all kind of thought okay teams will be rusty but one thing that I noticed everybody everybody analyzing the game and trying to make those predictions they kept saying well you know scores are going to be low because everybody's going to be rusty and there's not enough time or this that but I actually think the same is true on the other end like defense takes 82 games to refine yep. a team defensive scheme. And I think mm -hmm. even from watching these games, there's going to be so many defensive breakdowns and just simple defensive breakdowns that happen in an NBA game that I'm not sure um, scoring is going to be really low because I think defenses might be really bad. It's that I, I, I think the general kind of outcome here with, with this exercise is that, who the hell knows? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I would have, sure. I, I would have, you know, you came on, on complete opposite sides of the spectrum from, from some of the theories that I had heading in here and they're all credible. Like there's no, I didn't, I didn't hear a single thing here that anybody sitting there at home listening to this or in their car listening to this podcast can say like, no, you guys are just way off on anything. I, I don't, I don't think that's the case with, with anything that anybody is going to say uh, in, in their analysis here, because this is such a weird situation. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But I have enjoyed, you know, the look of the games has been interesting. Um, you know, the core, the, the I, I wondered if it was going to be distracting, you know, some of the, like not being able to hear things. I actually think it's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm already sort of adjusting to the, the look of it and, and everything's about your expectations and my expectations are already moving into, Oh, this is what a game looks like now. So I'm, it's not weird. Let's talk, let's talk about that. Cause we're going to power rank all the things that are different about, you know, the game yeah. as we see it now compared to how we normally see it or the way that we're used to seeing it. And I think that's one of the big things here is that like our expectations are set in a certain way, but also our biases are set by the fact that like, we're just happy to have basketball back. So yeah. it's hard for me. It's hard for me to really complain about, uh, crowd noise and this and that and the other. I'm just happy to have the sport back. Let's take a quick second. When we come back, we're going to have our first Orlando bubble version of Power Rankings. All right, so for those who, who either may be returning after a long hiatus or, or are new to our show, basically one of the things that we had done over the course of the season while the games were still going on 
was power rank things. We power ranked anything from your traditional team by team power ranking and where they were sitting top 10 to players that we feel comfortable with the ball in their hands in, in the last couple of minutes to players that we just really want to see get hot. And, and you get the, the Twitter alerts that so-and-so is just on fire and you got to get to a TV. We've done all of that stuff. So for this version of them, for this iteration of them, we are going to talk about the way basketball looked in this setting compared to the way that we are used to it looking uh, and, and things that we liked, things that we didn't like, whatever. So Adam, start us at number, I believe we're at five. We have five. Yeah, we're only doing five, five this week. So number five, Zoom calls with media. And I'm going to be honest, not a fan. Not a fan. Not a fan. As a media member, I'm not a fan of the Zoom. First of all, it's incredibly impersonal. It's 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 really strange. You know, you have the whole like you have to raise your hand and different things. But um, number one, this is the one I'm not used to. I would say right now is the way that 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 you kind of approach media through through all of this is has been really, really strange. So it gets to my lowest ranking. Maybe that's our problem with our show is that like we just Ooh. always do this over Zoom. Yeah, that's true. Maybe it is. All right. Time for you to move out to Austin. <laughs> no, no, thanks. I thought you were just going to say uh, time to, for me to take over the show solo, which would also be oh, a really, really good you idea. Would. You would. <laughs> David, don't get any ideas. Uh, what's number four? I, I, I can't really speak to Zoom calls and, and, and all that stuff because I don't really participate in those things anyway. But I could see why, you know, those questions are already kind of tough to get great answers out of under the best of circumstances and now you're adding this variable yeah. to it it's, yeah. it's our, it makes it even more difficult number two and this is more pertinent to everybody the no fans um i like what the nba has done with the video the screens around i think again if it was just empty arenas that might have become distracting but the fact that the nba has set this up specifically for the moment in time it, it almost feels like you know what it feels like it feels like the olympics you know, the Olympics will have mm. events held in like weird buildings that they built specifically for this or converted or whatever. Yeah. That's what it feels like is like there's this gymnasium that was built specifically to house this specific tournament and it's not distracting to me and I, I'm with it. I actually kind of like it. Yeah. I, I, at no point today did I ever think to myself, man, what this game is missing is fans. <laughs> that's true. Like, you hear that I, fans, I, you weren't necessary. You weren't needed. <laughs> I, I'm I'm not a fan of the piping in crowd noise thing. I understand. I feel why like they're they still me messing with that. I feel like that's a work in progress. Yeah, because I, I think like it, it gets really noticeable in stopped play situations, right? And you know why they do it? It's because they're zoomed <laughs> in and there's no basketball to kind of distract from the shit that people talk like over the course of a game. So I could kind of understand like where they're coming from there, but also it's just, it gets really loud. And, and I, I personally, I'm, I, you and I both grew up playing basketball. I've always really liked the noises of a basketball game. This to me felt like a really cool opportunity to give people a look into what that sounds like. And, and piping in crowd noise feels like a missed opportunity there. <laughs> a missed opportunity. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's it, it, the one thing I'll say, Anthony, that I think is going to be weird about this. When you go back and look at, you know, career mixtape lebron james best plays luka Doncic best plays and you're just going to inexplicably have this one era that's like <laughs> completely different than everything else that's like four or five plays that are like wait like, what oh, 
Yeah, hold we, on. We, Where are we? we? <laughs> We're counting practice plays? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that it that also part, felt but... like did you ever watch Slam Ball back in the day? Yeah, it's Slam Ball. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Remember how Slam Ball, somebody would make some insane dunk or something like that, and he was like, <sighs> And you look at the people who are actually the game, they're like, yay. <laughs> yeah. You know. All right. What's your what's your third number uh, three? Number. The reality TV show that we're getting on social media right now. Yes. I actually really Bubble like life. it. Bubble, yeah. Bubble life. You know, I think players can be, you know, they're very obviously very secretive because they're so famous. And I and a player like LeBron James never gets to be private, right? Or very rarely uh-huh. gets to have a private life. Well, these guys, I think, being in the sort of safety of the bubble and just probably the sheer boredom of it, we're getting to see all these guys go fishing and shotgunning beers and playing golf. And it just <laughs> kind of it, it brings this very summer camp. I feel like the players are at summer camp right now. Are you good at shotgunning beer? We did it. So it's funny. Over at DNVR, we did it on our show live. We did two of them. I would say I would say I'm above average. I'm awful at it. For one thing, I'm not really a beer guy anymore. This yeah. is like in my older age, I've moved away from beer. Well, that's I should say that I hadn't shotgunned a beer for 15 years prior to last Friday. But <laughs> so I, I, I'm speaking about myself as a sort of historical figure. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess like back at my drinking peak, I was I was pretty good at it. But but there was never something I was like always looking forward to. Well, I was no Myers Leonard. Let's put it that way. I mean, he's sure. like I don't know how he does it. <laughs> It's incredible. He drinks it faster than gravity. Like he drinks it somehow faster than a beer would fall to the ground. It's- well, I think that's that's basically what you got to do is that you, like you you take one big like giant intake of essentially air and you open up your gullet and you just like let yeah. you, you let it slide down. So yeah. Well, Myers Leonard has that down. Um, number two. Is there, well, is there I, I the the bubble life thing? Yeah. Do you want? Do you find yourself wanting more of it, or do you think we have like enough? We're we're, we're getting enough. I always want authentic, right? Like you don't want, I I really, really don't like inauthentic sort of curated content. Like, look at me, I'm out doing this thing. And I do think that maybe that stuff is coming. I mean, look, these guys are stuck in there for a long time. I I, I imagine, you know, they've been away for their families now for two and a half weeks. I imagine that aspect of it is going to start to really get more and more difficult, you know, every every, every day that goes by. And so far, you know, you think two weeks, okay, probably a lot of them just having fun with this or that. But, um, you know, I, I just like the authentic content of it. So I, I like I like the like that it just feels real. Matisse Thybul, who knew? What a talent! Have you seen his videos? Yeah, what JaVale. a talent! Yeah. Javale has like a put together a vlog that has like hundreds of thousands of people. Well, I mean, Lakers, come on, it's Lakers. They're they're of course, uh, but no, there's just been some cool stuff that have come out of it. So um, that's probably I, I we're, we're learning my secret too, then, huh? <laughs> All right, what's your next note here? Number two. The spacing around the court. This is number two yes. on the power rankings. This is this might be my top one. I'm not inc- kidding. It's incredible, man. There's so much room. I, I, who was it today? Was it Zach Collins? Somebody dove for a loose ball today. Like that. Usually there would have been so it would have been front row. You know the courtside seats into somebody's lap, spill a beer. You know whatever. Mm-hmm. This was like there was so much space, and it was a preseason game. I'm sure the extra space just was like, oh, I better go for this. But I like it. I I, I think it actually, in a weird way, might enhance the basketball. Oh, it absolutely will. Joel Embiid has said that it takes it, it. It's like easier on his body to fall after he makes a layup than trying to stop yeah. as quickly as you have to stop before you get to those uh, photographers. I know in the Lakers game today. LeBron had a breakaway dunk that he just allowed himself to to carry through out there. And it's just, yeah. 
it just seems like, a, a, and again, there's no way that they're going to extend this back to beyond the bubble, right? Because you're talking about right. the most expensive yeah. seats in, in, in the arena and, and the primo spots for photographers and all that. But, but if I were a player and I'm going to get this taste of a legitimately and objectively safer brand of basketball, it'd be kind of hard to get, to go back and, and play the other way. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So I like it. I'm curious to see how it affects things. I'm sure players will, 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 you know, lobby for it. So I don't know. We'll see, we'll see how it goes, but it doesn't. I think it somehow fails. Justin Jackson still stepped out of bounds without having to. <laughs> well, the lines haven't changed. They haven't extended the court. I know, but I'm saying like, usually, Extra. usually like that's the kind of thing. Cause you, you do, because you're like, you're, you're, you're watching where your feet are with regards to stuff that's not on the court, <laughs> but he just like wandered off the court for some reason. It was the weirdest yeah. thing. That's what happens sometimes. Yeah. All right. Nice last one today. here. Last one though. The bench. The bench. It's yeah. The weirdest part. It, it maybe I don't know. Maybe a little unnecessary. I mean, these guys are <laughs> hosting each other up and you know setting screens, and then they go as to the bench. It's like stay happens, six feet away. Everybody comes together anyway. <laughs> yeah. And then a huddle. So that, it's weird, but I gotta say, I, I get a kick out of when I look over at the bench and I see everybody all spread out. It's but all. It's not even just that. It actually has a bit of a hockey feel, doesn't it? How it's it behind. Does. It's behind the little fence or whatever you want to call that, mm-hmm. and um, they're all in a little box together. I know when Bull Bull made his pull-up three which was like one of the first plays of the game he dribbles the ball up court and just stops and pops for three the entire bench it was like a party in the little box <laughs> like the whole bench is like going crazy and i was like this is kind of cool i like i like that they have their little hangout so i i actually understand why they're doing that <clears throat> because like if you're the nba you have to go above and beyond in terms of safety protocol right to not just for your players but also to remind everybody hey yeah. guys look this is us being as safe as possible. So I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I get it from a PR standpoint and from a science standpoint. I'm cool with it. Uh, the Lakers, like they're, I, did you watch the Laker game? Yeah, I saw it first half. Yeah. The whole, like the whole game basically was these guys just like poking fun at each other yeah, and laughing yeah. at stuff that's going on in the game. It looks like a legitimately fun place to be. And when you think about the way that in, NBA bench usually goes right where everybody's in, in that one long line, you don't get much interaction from the guy closest to the coaches and the guy closest to the tunnel. And in this case though, where everybody's kind of in the same box, they're all basically fans watching this game together. And it makes for this really interesting. I wonder if it's going to turn into a bit, a bit of an advantage, right? The, the team with the rowdiest box, like, is that going to be the closest <laughs> thing to a home court advantage? Well, I'm, I, I'm looking forward to it. Well, I think it's actually an interesting question because to be honest with you, this is the most, a lot of these teams are going to have spent together. I mean, I, I think, the casual fan might be surprised by this is you have players on the team that maybe hang out and they're close. And sometimes you have large groups that are, but Mm -hmm. they're not all friends and they're not all like, it's just like any other office situation where it's like, yeah, I got some guys I like some people I don't. If you were on an office retreat, people listen to this at their desk right now, looking around. If you're out, if you were out (laughs) on an office retreat with all the people right now in the cubicles next to you for three months, months, about two weeks in, you might be like, you know what? I never want to talk to these people again. I don't care how (laughs) cool this little bench area is. Like I just don't want to. So right now I think you got the enthusiasm and I think some of those teams it's going to extend for however long they're in the bubble. But I do wonder if we're going to see some benches (laughs) socially distanced and, you know, not breaking that social distance because it's like, nope, I'm, I, I don't want to get close to anybody right now. 
what we're talking about is the Clippers, right? We're, we're, we're <laughs> maybe we're, <laughs> what the team we're talking about right now is the Clippers. Not a lot of Ubuntu with the with the Clippers this year, huh? <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. That I am so happy to have basketball back. Power this was rankings, really fun. Baby. I'm yeah, basketball is back. Power rankings are back. Adam and I are back after you know a, a, a two week hiatus of our own. Uh, this has been a ton of fun, and it's going to keep getting better as we learn more about the basketball that's played in front of us as the basketball itself gains greater stakes as as it is going to relatively quickly for some teams very quickly actually for 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 some teams so uh make sure you guys are tuned in not just on this feed but to all of the teams inside and outside of the bubble you have the lottery coming up for the teams that are on the outside of the bubble obviously all the teams on the inside have plenty of stuff going on themselves uh, so check out all the shows on this feed and across our entire network both for basketball and baseball football is coming back too uh, plenty of stuff as as sports kind of creeps back into our lives uh, plenty of stuff to get excited about uh, have a great rest of your week and then adam and i will talk to you on friday